0: Last week, you heard just a sampling of a life that has made history in many ways. A Guinness Book of World Record holder as the original Wheel of Fortune hostess, as a pioneer for women in broadcast game shows, the first to get a microphone, first to make her own clothing deal, and the first to get an Emmy nomination. And I will add, the first to tell then-Governor Ronald Reagan he would be our next president (laughs) when he wasn't even running. (laughs) This intuitiveness would take my next guess beyond her wildest dreams, but also to her lowest depths. Having to overcome alcoholism, dyslexia, and more than a few bad marriages and relationships, the smile that brought her before millions in beautiful gowns and at lavish parties would begin to take its toll How she overcame all of this is what we are going to talk about today in part two of my up-close-and-personal look at a celebrity that chose to walk away from the limelight to serve a higher calling, and that calling, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, a wonderful honor indeed, author of Stop the Wheel, I Want to Get Off, former original hostess of the iconic Wheel of Fortune game show, actress, model, humanitarian, and founder of Wheel of Grace Unlimited Ministries, and my dear friend, doctor and chaplain, Susan Stafford. Susan, welcome back to Testimony.
1: Thank you, Jensen. I might add, my dear friend also. Hi, honey. Thank
0: you. Great to have you here, Susan. Thank you so much. You know, before we go any further, I want our audience to also know that you have been honored with your own star on the Palm Springs Walk of Fame, as well as being Ambassador of Entertainment for the Walk of Stars in Las Vegas, Palm Springs, and Anaheim, California, as well as Goodwill Ambassador... To Israel, having made many trips to this area and other areas of crisis throughout the world. Your work as a chaplain in all of these areas is well known. And for those who want to know more, they can pick up your book by going to susanstafford.org. For this segment today, Susan, I want our listeners to hear the hope you found in making Jesus the Lord of your life and how it enabled you to live a life of celebrity, come out of it alive, and now live to thrive in your humanitarian endeavors worldwide. Susan, please tell us more.
1: Thank you so much because in order to share and touch the hearts of those people, and that's you right there that are listening right now, when the Lord touches your life there's not a lot of choice because you realize that without him without him for me I would not be alive as ginseng well said may 7 1972 was my my uh, day of uh, finding the lord jesus christ and i realized that regardless of how much evil that were around the power of evil around you is no match for the power of jesus within you and so I realized that when we have an opportunity to work, and I had an opportunity to work in the trenches, and from leprosy I went into... Uh, coming back to the States, and our leprosy was AIDS. And that's who gave me my star, actually, on Palm Springs Walker Star, was Rock Hudson's uh, people, because I was able to go to Rock Hudson's home. If anybody remembers Rock Hudson, he was an actor, a good actor, and a great guy. And because he was a homosexual, I had a very hard time with not only Christians, but anybody picking up and taking him out to take him to um, a mortuary and the and the lessons in the life i have learned by just being a servant has been overwhelming for me because you see i i, I wasn't realizing that hollywood pretty much eats for young and and religion is not what i serve i serve the master jesus christ Religion's for the birds and God's for the people. So those people that are listening to, they can be going to church every day and seeing, but, or every Sunday or Wednesday or whatever. But if they don't have a personal relationship, then they're missing the boat. And so I have to say that because the holy bliss is knowing him personally and then leaning on him. But I have been so pig-headed. Dying to myself has been, well, it's an everyday effort, isn't it?
0: Well, it certainly is. Now, you say you became a born-again Christian on May seventh, nineteen 1972. You mention uh, Dr. Jack Hayford Church on the Way in your book. Is that where you found the Lord?
1: Found the Lord there, but you see, I'm not a first taker. Um, I found the Lord with the Lord by myself. He presented himself to me when I just didn't want to go any further. I was empty. A lot of people out there might be empty, or they've given up hope. And that's the wonderful thing about the Lord. See, you only have two groups. You have those that believe and those that don't believe. So the people that believe understand what I'm talking about. But the people that don't believe, they're the ones that I have to actually talk. Corey ten Boom says you feel like you're talking to a ten, T-I-N, roof, where in essence you're talking and he's receiving and like they get, pick up the phone and they make an RSVP reservation. You got to make an RSVP reservation to get to heaven, too. And so I don't know who your demographics are for your audience, but I can tell you that every time that I've gotten down, I've gone to Jeremiah 29 11, which says, For I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And it's the hope I'm hanging on to, like most people hopefully know that that's the truth, because we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future.
0: Amen and amen. So literally what I'm hearing you say, Susan, is you cried out to God from the depths of your heart and Mm -hmm. your soul, and Jesus met you, because as a celebrity you have to deal with a lot. You talk about that in your book. Uh, On page 87 of your book, there's a quote I'd like for our listeners to hear. Trusting too many people and leading with my heart and not my head. That seemed to get you in a little bit of trouble on page 89. Quote, fear is such a killer. And then on page 111, riches can actually rob. You one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on testimony. This program is based on a scripture Revelation 12:11 we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And a testimony is powerful why Susan because it has the ability to set a person free when they hear that someone in their current situation has been able to overcome what they're in. You've been able to overcome a lot. And in someone in your position and the amount of limelight you were in, you could have easily withdrawn from society and from people, felt sorry for yourself, and disappeared. But you didn't do that. What made you not do that?
1: Well, I think the easiest answer is the honest answer. The more that you know him, the more you want to know him. The more suffering that you have, the more you get on your knees. The more you get on your knees, the more you know Him. It's actually every day is a growth. I think uh, it was Billy Graham's wife that said, we're in process. There's not anybody out there that's not in process. We're all under construction. Not one of us can get by. Not one of us is not going to uh, go on to this promised land who believe in John 3.16 and as the Lord, as our Savior. There's no way out except to know Him. And wouldn't you rather uh, live your life knowing Him than to live your life you didn't know Him and find out when you died that He's real? I mean, seriously, once you know He's real, you can't deny it. You can try to fight as a pig-headed mule that I have been, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work, because by yourself, you're really nothing. You know, people go on their feelings and emotions. I come across that all the time as Joplin, and psychologist, and your feelings don't have – you may feel like running a red light because you've got to pick up your pet by a certain time because they're going to close, and you kill two children in the traffic light. But you felt like running the light. Don't you see? Feelings don't have a place. The Holy Spirit has a place, but not your feelings. Unless you have discernment of feelings – You have
0: nothing. Well, and I think you had to probably learn that the hard way because that brings me to the next quote that stood out to me in your book on page 113 of Stop the Wheel. I want to get off, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to doctor and chaplain Susan Stafford and the original hostess on Wheel of Fortune. On page 113, Susan, you say, quote, I didn't feel accepted by my siblings. Mom and Dad, unconditional love. But when I didn't experience that kind of love from my husbands, it became difficult to stay. And the reason I want to bring this up, Susan, is because at the end of it all, I'm reminded of the scripture that says God is love. And unless someone knows Jesus Christ, the lover of their soul, do you think no matter who they're married to, no matter how much money they make, no matter how much fame they garner, that they can truly, really feel loved in their soul? Well,
1: absolutely not. Because you see, uh, most of the people that have that status have paid the public relations man to put it in there and then they believe it because they read it but they've placed it if that makes any sense at all. Um, the Lord sees our hearts and he, we will be judged accordingly to our hearts. Your deeds don't mean anything but when you do something and it's from your heart He knows your heart. He knows why you're doing something and He knows why you're doing it. Any a thought itself takes away from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is such a gentle, such a way to live. It's hard sometimes in the today's world to live it, but there's no other way because fear fades when we trust our Father. I have to share this with you. We are exactly where the Lord wants us to be. We are, I mean, our grandmothers, grandfathers, generation before us. What's important, the generation before us or the ge- next generation? No. Proverbs says the generation right now, your own generation, is what you want to focus on. Because if you don't focus on your own generation, it can help the next generation if you don't care of the issues of today's generation. And I might add, if we don't pray for, for Israel, I have to say this. You really don't know the Bible. We're in Africa, and we're in Ethiopia, and we're everywhere that we're supposed to be, that God wants us to be. And you, you try to give them the word of God. And if you can't, because of a language problem, they can see your heart and your efforts. That's what our missionaries before us did. And so, you know, focus on Acts thirteen sixteen says, you know, David says, Serve this generation by the will of God. We cannot go back to the last generation, and we can only reach the next generation by serving the one we have.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to author, chaplain, doctor of psychology, and former original hostess of the iconic Wheel of Fortune Game Show, celebrating over 40 years and syndicated in over 42 countries, and founder of Will of Grace Unlimited Ministries. You can learn more about Dr. Susan Stafford by going to her website, Susan. St- Stafford. stafford.org and pick up her book stop the wheel i want to get off susan thank you for being with us today on testimony god bless you for your work in the u.s around the world and with israel it's amazing and thank you for being with us today on testimony
1: thank you jensen thank you